welcome to Geek Out Confessions. The light episode that is also better for you. This is our first collaboration between Drink and Geek Out and Confection Confessions. Yes, and we're also husband and wife, (laughs) so it makes it a little easier. Or more difficult, depending on how you want to think about it. Because I laugh a lot. Um, Actually, if you want to think about it this way, your podcast is the angel to our Buffy podcast. I'm okay with that, because I like Angel Battle. Better. Battle. Better. Better. Well, yours, because your podcast spun off from ours. And I know. Now we're but crossover. Okay. But I'm okay with it. I like yeah. them both equally. So what we're talking about is Buffy the Vampire Slayer that was created by Joss Whedon, who I love. Mm-hmm. I must love him at... Him and Neil deGrasse Tyson are up in my world. <laughs> your top two men my- before me. It depends on how you look at it. Like entertainment wise, yes, they're above you. You used to be. (laughs) You used to put sheets in your pants. (laughs) Don't talk about that. (laughs) They were warm. (laughs) We weren't married then. We weren't old and married at that time. That was seven years ago. Oh my god, yeah. It was in the old, old house. Mm-hmm. But this episode, we're just talking about season one of Buffy. This is going to be the first of at least seven Buffy episodes. Well, A. I mean, you have to at least con- consider A because they did that animated series. Yeah. The In the comic. The comics, I, they didn't do any animated series after eight, did they? I didn't. I don't think so. We're not completely up to date with Buffy. We've had a lot of shit going on in our <laughs> lives. Yep, I'm currently re-watching the show it's only my second time watching it from start to start to end i don't even, end. i don't even know how many times i've seen yeah every episode and there's some episodes i haven't seen as many times but i was always the girl that watched the reruns over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and then when angel used to be played at five and six in the morning i would always watch those too on uh tbs or was it TNT? Either one. I think it was TBS. But I would always watch those. I didn't those. realize it was on anything besides like the WB or UPN. Or- oh, yeah. No, they played reruns <laughs> um, on FX. And um, Buffy was on F- FX. Oh, they would, I think, think I did see Buffy on FX the first time. They played reruns over and over of, over of Buffy. And I loved it. Because back then, you couldn't buy DVD series. Right. Like, you only could watch it on tv and then angel like so many people didn't even know about angel and so many people didn't even know about buffy and i watched them as a kid when my parents didn't want me to watch that kind of stuff but oh well there's nothing wrong i mean it's got some like fighting but it's not like i had night terrors before (laughs) night terrors even existed And so my mom wouldn't let me watch anything scary. Just because it said vampires in the title. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of... The TV show as a whole is very dark. Yeah. Some seasons darker than others. Yeah. And all the monsters and stuff. And me, who (laughs) was, like, terrified of everything. Mm -hmm. The dark was my enemy. So the (laughs) fact that I would even watch the show is pretty spectacular. Okay. So the... Buffy the series was on from March 10th, 1997 through May 20th, 2003. It's considered an action horror comedy drama. 
<laughs> so <laughs> everything. everything. It's just kind of everything. Depending on the episode. Just and... not a documentary because it's not real. There's a documentary about Buffy. Yeah. But the <laughs> show itself is not a documentary. No. Nope. I wish it was. Okay. Uh, you want to read the little synopsis? All right. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is an American television series created by Joss Whedon, the best person ever, <laughs> under his production tag, Mutant Enemy Productions, Gerg. And if you don't know what that is, then get a life and don't listen On to On the this DVD, podcast. he says where he got that. They said he needs a production company like logo at the end. So he sketched it. He only had 20 minutes to do it. So he just sketched it real sketched fast. It. Cut out the little guy and said, Gur Arg, and Gur made him Arg. run across the street. Oh screen. my God. That's, I, he's, he's a genius. <laughs> the series premiered March 10th, 1997, as Saf said, on the WB and concluded on May 20th, 2003 on the UPN. Mm-hmm. So sad. The series narrative followed Buffy Summers, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, the latest in the line of young women known as the Vampire Slayers, or or simply put, Slayers. In the story, Slayers are called the Chosen One. (laughs) Chosen by fate. Chosen by fate. The battle against vampires, demons, and other forces of darkness. Being a young woman... Buffy wants to live a normal life, but the series goes on to learn that she embraces her destiny. Like previous Slayers, Buffy is aided by the Watcher, or a Watcher, sorry, Mm -hmm. who guides, teaches, and trains her. Unlike her predecessor, Buffy surrounds herself in a circle of loyal friends, become known as the Scooby Gang. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you, did you watch the show from the beginning when it I, first premiered? Okay. When you first said that you wanted to do this, it literally <laughs> took me racking my brain to go. Yeah. I have no idea when I started watching it. I just in reruns. I don't, I, I no. cannot, I know that I've watched it for so long. Like I said that <laughs> I have to move things cause I, <laughs> you're going to knock everything I'm over. Gonna on knock this table. everything around. Um, because, like, I was not allowed to watch a lot of TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there were certain shows on Nickelodeon I wasn't allowed to watch. So the simple fact that I watched a show like this and my parents didn't know, they should also know. They will never hear this because one of them is dead and the other <laughs> one doesn't pay attention to, to me. anything you do. But I used to watch Undressed. Oh, God. On MTV. And I was like, what am I watching? The show was it, horrible. It was awful. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'd watch it because it would be on before Daria. Mm-hmm. And I loved Daria mm-hmm. so much. Like, I own the series, even though it doesn't have all the good music I know. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I love fucking Daria. <laughs> and so, Buffy the Vampire Slayer at this point was not the worst show I watched without my parents' knowledge. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely <laughs> some worse shows. Let's get back to Buffy yeah, and to out Buffy. of Undressed. Sorry, um, I like to rant. I watched a couple of reruns. They were like season three reruns before we started dating. What and I was oh, it's actually this computer. Remember, you came over to oh, help yeah. me set up the computer, and I was like, "Hey, we should totally watch Angel." Yep, and that was almost a decade ago. <sighs> Seven but, and a half years. Yeah, I was watching, and there's like werewolf boyfriends and vampire boyfriends. I'm like, this is kind of cool, but I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. 
and, and you're like, wow, this is kind of stupid at the same yeah. time when you really kind of if let, let your... It's not in context with no. the rest of the show, so you're just like, what's happening? Yeah. Why is... What... And you really have to watch it from the beginning. Exactly. Because if you come in at any series, you're like, I don't understand. Because they reference the past so much. Mm-hmm. And then we also have to say that they did a movie before the series, and they even referenced that in the, in the series. Sh- yeah, exactly. Um, so I didn't watch it because I didn't want to watch it out of order, and there was no other way to watch it because the DVDs didn't exist. So yeah. once we started dating, you had the Angel DVDs. I had the Angels. So- I didn't have Buffy because I think it, I think at the time Buffy was super expensive oh, yeah. per season. But... Um, yeah, I, I bought the Angel because they were super cheap. Because mm-hmm. everybody, like... Come on, Sparrow, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking on the thing. But, yeah, Angel was super cheap. So I always bought those because nobody, I guess, liked it. But I love Angel I love more than Buffy in some ways. Like, just for the special effects. Because they were better because it was... Later. Yeah. And, I don't know. I just love David Boreanaz. But, I mean, and then as Buffy goes on, I mean, I love Buffy. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but... It gets a little crazy towards the last couple seasons. Yeah, we'll get to that. (laughs) But, um, so, to give a little breakdown of Joss Whedon, whoever doesn't know Joss Whedon, go suck a dick or something. I don't know. But Joss Whedon has not only done Buffy and Angel, he's also done Firefly, the movie Serenity, which is take place after uh, yeah. Firefly, Dollhouse, and then everybody knows Avengers. Yeah, he did the first two Avengers movies. And he did the second one, and then the TV show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's also had other movies out. Um, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. But what was that one that was a Shakespearean Much one? Ado About Nothing. Yeah, that one. Um, and then... Uh, he was a writer on Alien, Resurrection, and Toy Story. Mm-hmm. So he's actually... And Roseanne, actually. And Roseanne? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Only a couple well, episodes. Well, that makes, exce- that makes sense about Doyle, then. Yep, ex- yep. Because he was on Roseanne. Yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> You'll know who Doyle is in a few years when we're done with this, Okay. <laughs> Um, or just watch the show, and then you'll understand yeah, everything. Yeah, if you <laughs> listen to this and watch the show, you're going to get lots of spoilers. Yeah, we're not going to keep anything back, mm-hmm. unless we forgot about it. Um, but then, we'll do another podcast about Joss Whedon alone. <laughs> but then the characters. Yep, there's the Scooby gang, which is Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar, you mentioned. What did you think of her, just as um, an actor okay. and a character? So... The only thing I really knew Sarah Michelle Gellar from was um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then Cruel Intentions. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Which is a totally that. fucked up movie. Yeah, that is. It's kind of gross and incest in a way, but mm-hmm. they're even, they're just stepbrother and such, but it's kind of incest. But it was one of my favorite movies, and she was in it. They were working on a TV show like last year, but I nobody didn't. picked it up. She was going to be in it, too. <laughs> but some people kind of like dog on her a little bit. But yeah, it's because she hasn't really been in any good movies. I, she didn't have to. Okay, first off, she's married to Freddie Prince Jr. Who, <laughs> Are they still married? Yeah. Yeah, they're still married and happy. <laughs> I think they have kids. Like Scooby-Doo was probably her biggest hit. Yeah, besides that. But he was in it. But, right. I mean, he came from money. His dad was an actor or mm-hmm. something like that. So Freddie Prince Sr.? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, really, she 
didn't have to work. No. I mean, and she probably made so much money from Buffy anyway. And she probably got typecast, too, because she did that for so long. And then she was in the Scream, one of those, and uh, Know What You Did Last Summer, one of those. Um. And then um, she had the show with Robin Williams. That was a bad show, though. I know. Crazy but, Ones, I think it was called. Yeah. But it's sad. I think it got canceled before he died, so it had nothing to do with his death. <laughs> um, but but I, th- yeah. I thought she was good on this show. This I did. Like she made the perfect role for her. She plays a very good Valley Girl, mm-hmm. but she also, like... I love her little snarky she comments. She always has a quip every and, time she kills somebody yeah. or in the fights. Oh, yeah. You know, your outfit is really a dead giveaway. <laughs> Get it? Dead. dead. But uh, we were watching the DVD the other day and it said she was oh. originally going to play Cordelia. And then they had her mm-hmm. try out for Buffy. And they're like, nope. You're too good. You're perfect. And for honestly, Buffy. I fucking love Charisma Carpenter. Yeah, I think she's as perfect as Cordelia. She is amazing, Cordelia. You like, you love to hate her, and like, <laughs> and now we're going on to Cordelia, well, yeah, who skip- isn't even part of the Scooby game. She is in like season two and three, but we're not there yet. When she's dating Xander. Yeah. Oops. Spoiler Oops, for. Spoiler. <laughs> Oops. I'm really bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cordelia is a way better. I mean, Chris McCarpenter is a way better Cordelia. Mm-hmm. And then when you get when you get into the Angel series, and you're she's still her, mm-hmm. and but then she turns into a bigger a, part a of ever likable person yeah, too. Yeah, and I love her. I mean, fuck, I have a Playboy with her in it. So <laughs> just this first season, she is not a likable at oh, all. Oh no, she's, she's a hor- such she's a, a horrible, bitch. Yeah, she's one of those mean girls. So- and then she's in Veronica Mars as the stepmother. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Not Veronica Mars as a stepmother. That's another TV show I could go on and on mm-hmm. about, but Eventually. we're not going to. Um, you and Kayla. Yeah, we, we'll do that. And then um, Willow is out. Allison Hannigan. That's Did I right. Say that right. Allison Hannigan. Hannigan, which most people know her from American Pie, or How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, but really she started way earlier than that. And like we watched that clip of Seth Green and oh, her yeah. as kids, In pretty that, much. Your mother's a alien. Your stepmom's an alien or yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're dating as like ten year olds. But I mean, I think she's a perfect Willow. She is. And, like, they show... We watched that... Like, oh, yeah, that pilot. The pilot and with a different Willow. That was awful. Oh, God. She was not... She wasn't... I don't know. She wasn't dorky and nerdy enough. Like, yeah. And she wasn't funny enough, either. Willow no, was, she, like, super funny. And, and Allison, she just has a good... Um, she has, like, good comedic timing for the most She part. does. She, like, puts it out there at the right time... Mm-hmm. And just the way she says things, it she's really good. And I, yeah, I don't think they could have done any better. Nope. And then Xander, Nicholas, Brendan, um, I have never seen him in anything Nothing. ever other than Buffy. I can't tell I, you where he's from, what he's done other than Buffy. I think maybe stage stuff more like. Oh, I remember in magazines, he's dyslexic. He was doing oh, dyslexic really? ad, ads, um, which, you know, when stars say that they have problems reading, it brings more attention to it. But yeah, I remember that. Um, that's about it. That yeah, I, I don't know anything about him. He's dorky. I mean, he's great. 
He's dopey and perfect. Joss Whedon said this is him in high school. That's what this character's written as. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Complete sense. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, he, I don't see Joss Whedon being super popular in high school. He also says there's a mix of Giles. He's he's in a mix of that, too. Yeah. Um, but the first season, Xander is not a great character, really, either. He's obsessed with, like, with Buffy. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Giles, he's played by Anthony Stewart Head. Which, it, it, he's an English actor, and... I think he's perfect in this role, too. I know, I, every, I mean... Every one of them is cast perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough English... Yeah, I don't really know anything about him. Actors to say, oh, well, this one would be better, but... Might be famous over there. I don't really know anything besides this role as well. Yeah, and um, he, yeah, just his looks. (laughs) His looks kill. Mm -hmm. Like, just his, ugh, when he looks at them, like, oh, my God, you guys are complete idiots. Mm -hmm. Like, I love it. Like, it's like the teacher that's like, oh, my God, I'm teaching idiots. (laughs) Like... He just has that look, and then that look becomes a very loving parent kind yeah, of look towards all of them. Like, especially Buffy is like his her father figure because her father's not around. So yeah. he, they kind of have that relationship, the father-daughter relationship. Which we'll get into later. <laughs> and then the other characters, Joyce, Buffy's mom, is Christine Sutherland. Is that Donald Sutherland? I don't know if they're related. Because Donald Sutherland's in the movie, so that's why I'm asking. No, that's interesting. I don't know if they're related, I, or is it just I think, well, a, a last name? I don't know. Maybe I'll Google it real quick. Um, and then we have Cordelia Christma Carpenter. And we talked about her. Yes, and how amazing she is. And I know she's been in other stuff, but probably nothing that I really care about, other than um, Veronica Mars and Angel. But yeah. And then we have Angel, David Boreanaz. <laughs> <sighs> Your boyfriend. Uh, yes. Before I had a boyfriend, he was my boyfriend. Um, but he was in a movie called Valentine. She's not related. Not related. Sorry. Donald Sutherland or Kiefer Sutherland. No okay. relations. Um, David Boreanaz was in a horror <laughs> <laughs> film called Valentine. And it was so bad. But I watched it just because he was in it. That's how obsessed I kind of was with him. And you watched every episode of Bones. <sighs> he's so good in Bones. He's just, he's, he, I love him. I have a theory that he's actually a vampire in real life because he has not aged one day. Oh my God. In 20 years. I mean, if you look at the latest season of Bones to his first season of Angel, there's a slight difference, but honestly not enough. Like, Mm-mm. I don't know what he's doing to his skin, <laughs> but... I need to know because I want to look like that when I'm, he's, he's in his 40s, 40s. I'm guessing. Yeah. And when he started this, he was probably in his 20s. Yeah. Because yeah. the show premiered 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we should probably get into season one and start talking about that a little bit. Yeah. We kind of mentioned the movie and the pilot already. All right. Um, yeah. You can go ahead and read that if you want. Season one, March 10th, 1997 to June 2nd, 1997. Season one exemplifies the high school is hell concept. Buffy Summers has just moved to Sunnydale after burning down her old school's gym 
in hopes to escape her slayer duties. Her plans are complicated complicated by Rupert Giles. Sorry, my eyes itch and I can't read. Stop scratching them. Her new watcher, who reminds her of the inescapable presence of evil, Sunnydale High, is built atop of the Hellmouth, <laughs> a portal to demon dimensions that attracts supernatural phenomenon to the area. Buffy befriends two schoolmates, Xander Harris and Will. Willow Rosenberg, who helped her fight evil throughout the series, but they must first prevent the master, an mm. ancient, especially threatening vampire, the from opening the Hellmouth and taking over Sunnydale. The first episode is her at Sunnydale for the first right. time, and it's called "Welcome to the Hellmouth." As you said, it was March tenth, nineteen ninety-seven. This is when. Buffy learns more about her role as a vampire slayer when she and her mother move to Sunnydale, California, where evil lurks in the community. But, um, like, Cordelia befriends her on the first episode. Right at the beginning. And, and then like... She starts talking to Willow, and they realize... Yeah. Like, oh, maybe she's not cool enough to be part of the Mean Girls. Yeah. And she totally is a Mean Girls before Mean Girls was yep. ever made. And, um... Yeah, like... It does a really great job of introducing all the characters and letting you know what they're about in the first five minutes. And they introduce everybody yeah. in the first episode. Because I remember you were watching it, and I came in, and I was like, holy crap, they introduced everybody. Yeah. In the first episode, they introduced everybody. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of backstory to... Even Jonathan was in the first <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> And he doesn't come into a bigger role until, like, season five, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's a really great introduction to the whole series. Yep. And there's a total of how many episodes? There's only 12. 12. Wow. Um, And the second one is The Harvest. And Buffy learns about the Master's plan and must save Sunnydale from the onslaught of vampires. I don't really remember the second episode that This long. is when, I think, the first episode ends with her trapped in that crypt. <sighs> and she's, like, surrounded by vampires. And then it begins with her, like, Oh, yeah, because it's kind of like a two-parter. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't remember. It's all... It all, it all it It's all kind of one episode, yeah. really. And then... Um, episode three. It's called The Witch. It's... About cheerleading candidates being struck down by different catastrophes. And Buffy tries out for the cheerleaders because she was a cheerleader in her old school. So she felt like she should do it now. But she realizes, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't. (laughs) I don't think she makes the team. I can't remember. I know that she throws the one girl across the room. (laughs) Yeah, because the witch is sabotaging everybody because she she wants, wants to, to be to be the cheerleader with the... And I can imagine her face but I don't remember her name. Well, the kid's name is Amy, but she switches place with her mom and her mom's yeah. in her body and she wants to relive her glory days. It's like a freaky Friday situation. Yeah. But always gone wrong because it's Sunnydale. Yeah. And this introduces Amy who becomes like a reoccurring character throughout the seasons. Yeah. Whenever they need a witch before Willow. Yeah. 
Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but um, I guess we didn't say which date. Um, the Harvest. Those were both the, the aired March tenth, yeah, nineteen ninety seven, and the Witch was March seventeenth, nineteen ninety seven. And this was the first non-vampire bad guy episode, so it establishes that it's not just a show about slain yeah, vampires. And, like, there's as, demons and other yeah, stuff. as it goes on, you there's demons and all. I mean, zombies. They just and, come up with all this shit. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell? Where do they get it all? <laughs> basically, like, any like this. Insert and they have, word, like, such demon. good backstories for each yeah. demon. Like, they and get out those old books, and it's like, well. You can only kill it by doing such and such. Mm-hmm. And it's always something really weird that you wouldn't expect. Yep. And then, episode four, Teacher's Pet, March 25th, 1997. Um, Xander falls for the substitute teacher, and Angel warns uh, Buffy of the clawed hand vampire. This is the uh, praying mantis episode. I love that one. <laughs> I mean, I love, but you also don't like, you hate the one episode that I like, that hyena one. Yeah, that one's so dumb. But this It's so one, stupid, but. <laughs> this one, the substitute teacher is kidnapping like all the boys in the school, and it turns out she's a praying mantis, so she has sex with them and then eats their heads off or something. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucked up. Like, it's so fucked up, and it's like. And like the puppet. And the CGI is so <laughs> awful, but it's so good. It's so. And this good. is just another uh, example of the w- random shit they come up with for demons. And they they just, just pull it out their ass all the time. But I like it. I, there's not much I don't like about Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this first season is kind of hard to get through at points. Yeah, you uh, have to remind you have to remind yourself it was done in ninety well, seven, and you don't have like all these characters down. You don't like them yet. Yeah. So once you re- you haven't well, developed that you, relationship yeah, exactly. with them. But if you watch the whole series and come back to season one, it's actually really good. Yeah, it's it's hard to get through because, as we all remember, nineties TV was struggle. <laughs> yeah, it was a big struggle. Uh, I can't watch many nineties shows without going oof. Oof, yeah. yeah. Mm. But the clothes, and then she's like, if there's any problems, page me. Yeah, beat me. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like different references and stuff. It's super 90s, and you can tell. Yeah. Um, And then episode five, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, March 31st, 1997. And Buffy tries to act like a normal girl on a date, and the master calls on warrior vampires to destroy her and she never i mean she never plays really the damsel in distress she's always saving people she's always i mean when you put it in simple terms she's always the man like she's always that's what what does joss whedon say like four times on the dvd the white he created the show because there's always the blonde girl on yeah she's always getting like blonde girls are getting killed and they're always the damsels in distress and he's like Fuck that. We're making her strong. The hero. But he's always about making women empowered Mm -hmm. in his shows. I mean, think of River. Dollhouse. Right. Is all about Caroline. And like. Even Black Widow, he makes her awesome in Mm -hmm. Avengers. Yeah. Even though she doesn't have any powers. And Marvel hates women. (laughs) I love Marvel, but you guys hate fucking Mm -hmm. women. 
Um, I th- the only thing I really remember about this episode is I think her boyfriend gets killed by vampires towards the end at because they're like locked in the morgue and they think the one guy's the vampire, but it turns out the other guy's the vampire and they mm-hmm. sneaks up on him. And hang on, was that Angel's first appearance? Was that an episode? I think he's in the first episode. Yeah, he is. But like really talking to her, that was the teacher's pet one, right? Yeah. I mean, they talk in the first one. Yeah. But it's just like one line. Yeah. It's like, oh, don't worry. I don't bite. Yeah. And then your least favorite episode, The Pack, April 7th, 1997. Xander and a group of obnoxious students start acting strangely after entering a quarantine hyena exhibit. And I like this one because I like animals. (laughs) Well, they kill the pig. I know. The pig is super sad. And they also eat the principal. (laughs) Principal Flutie. (laughs) That's kind of funny, though. (laughs) He had it coming. Yeah. Well, and the principal that comes after that. Yeah. I wish he got eaten by fucking hyenas. He gets eaten. Well, spoiler. I won't say it. Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) He gets eaten, but it's later. He's also got, like, geek cred because he was on Star Trek the voyager or something he was alien on one of those so Mm. he's got like two big geek things when he goes to comic-con yeah and me when i see him i'm like ugh, principal snyder (laughs) but yeah i I know you don't like that one but i like it's kind of it's it is super i mean that it is super stupid (laughs) and it's all because the keeper just hated kids yeah is the the zookeeper um well, he wanted to be the hyena because they have, like, powers or something. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he was trying to do the curse on himself, and he accidentally and did it on the kids. teenagers. Yeah. And then episode seven, April 14th, 1997, Buffy can't deny her obsession with Angel because mm. he's dark and brooding and mysterious. And handsome. Super handsome. While Xander's frustrations over feelings for Buffy because he is in love with her from like the very uh, yeah from the moment he sees her he's like oh my god I love her so much Mm -hmm. and this is my favorite and then Willow's in love with Xander and yeah that's why love triangle I like later when they get out of all that yeah when they're just friends and they're yeah work together and they don't have all this freaking drama yeah between but the three that's of them. what draws people in is that fucking drama. Mm, well, that's what like the WB and CW draw, draws people in. I don't care about that stuff. And this, is, I love this episode. It's my favorite episode of the season because we finally learn like what Angel is. Yeah. Why? Because all he is is like a shadowy figure in the background mm-hmm. for the first six episodes. And you're like, he's super creepy but super yeah, hot. Always, so I don't know how to feel about this. Mixed feelings. He always just shows up in the shadows watching Buffy and you're like, why? What, like, you have this like panic like, ooh, I should run. But then it's like, he's so hot. Like, maybe I don't want to run. But then they kiss and he <laughs> turns into vamp face and she screams and he dives out the window. <laughs> I know, and he like he swims down the roof and then like falls off. <laughs> but and this is like the forbidden love if there ever was such a thing. Yeah, a Romeo vampire and Juliet and vampire slayer. Yeah, because you shouldn't love what you hunt. Mm-hmm. And then I robot you, Jane. Buffy and Giles face a demon spirit that has been trapped. Since the Dark Ages, Willow falls for a cyber bow whom she met online. And this is Jenny Callender's first episode. Mm-hmm. She becomes a bigger character in the f- second 
season. <laughs> but this episode, I really like Jenny Callender. I do too. I like her. She's very. Oh, well, I won't spoil what happens to her, but they kind of just like <laughs> halfway through the second season, they kind of switch what they're doing with the character, and yeah. it's like they weren't planning on doing that, or she didn't know they were planning on doing that because there's no in instances before that where you but, see okay coming. backstory about joss whedon he loves killing people yeah like he loves killing main characters he loves just killing people off nobody is safe in his shows like everybody is fair game mm-hmm. and i almost said something but we'll get to that in a little bit <laughs> but and she i like her and giles together they play yeah. off each other very well and in this episode we find out that giles doesn't like computers and she's scanning all of the demon documents up into the computer and that's how somehow that's how it gets released the demon gets downloaded on the computer and that's who willow is talking to some ancient demon (laughs) that she thinks is like a high school boy which is also kind of playing on real world old yeah you don't know who you're talking to yeah old men creeping on young people super old like thousand year old yeah (laughs) well that's how it feels when you're a teenager and some 50 year old is like hey you're cute that's like ew oh you're like dead Mm -hmm. you're like dead to me you're gross all right, episode nine is The Puppet Show from May 5th, 1997. Buffy sets out to catch a thief who steals human organs. The principal forces Giles to run the school's talent show. Um, this is when we realize nobody on this in this school has talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody. No, nobody. Um, and there's also a kid that does ventriloquist, and he's super good, but that's because the puppet is alive. Yeah, and the puppet is terrifying. Well... And Joss Whedon, hilarious Joss Whedon does the whole twist on the whole Night of the Living Dummy type story mm-hmm. where it's actually the, the dummy. dummy is a demon hunter trapped in a dummy's body. Yeah. And there's actually somebody else in the play or in the talent show that is stealing the organs. Yep. I, I like this one. It's a funny episode. It's dumb too, but it's, it's actually yeah. kind of funny. To do a nice twist. And then episode 10, Nightmares, May 12th, 1997. People in Sunnydale begin living their worst fears, including Xander, who comes to school in his underwear, and Giles, who discovers he can't read. <laughs> that would be it totally worst. his worst nightmare. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he can't read. Ah. But, Xander's but our current of- president can't read, so <laughs> I guess it's no big deal. And Xander's being taunted by a like a clown because he's afraid of clowns. And I think this is when we first realized that Willow's afraid of frogs. Yeah. That, that keeps coming back like randomly. Um, I can't remember who. It's like some boy or something that's having. There's like a, a monster with a big claw arm that's like beating people up. But yeah. I can't remember. I think it's like in a boy's It's in the boy's. Because remember, something. it's the boy in the coma. He's having all this and they have yeah. to go there. And yeah. And when the kid wakes up, he's like, you were there and you were there. <laughs> and it turns out the guy with claw was his baseball coach. Oh, that's right. Cause he was, he, he was naughty, doing naughty things to the boys. Coach. Gross. Real life problem <laughs> in a TV show. There's a lot of them. Nasty. Um, uh, episode 11, out of mind, out of sight, May 19th, 1997, Buffy and Cordelia become allies to combat an evil spirit. Angel warns Giles that Buffy could be in danger. This is the one with the 
girl that's invisible that lives like above the band room mm-hmm. because everybody ignored her, so yeah. she just disappeared. She did, yeah, because <laughs> that happens in San- Sunnydale. Right, they're on a hellmouth. Goes- anything can happen. <laughs> anything can happen. Um, nothing real special about this episode that I can recall. I yeah, I don't, I can't. Ex- rem- except for Buffy and Cordelia get along for a brief second for the first time. Yeah. They do that a couple of times mm. throughout the series, but for the most part, they can't stand each other. And then, twelfth episode, um, Buffy, Buffy prophecy plan- girl, prophecy girl, June second, nineteen ninety seven. Buffy plans to live a normal life and goes away when the Earth crack open and an army of demons emerge. This is the first time the Hellmouth opens. Thanks to the master whose plan is coming to fruition, and he ends up killing Buffy. And yeah, this is the first time Buffy dies. Just to let <laughs> you guys know, time. the first time she dies. Um, it's gonna happen a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Just prepare yourself. And it's kind of like, <gasps> oh, yeah, no. it's like whoa. And like Angel can't save her because he, he doesn't have, have breath because he's already dead. <laughs> so it's like, oh. God, what's gonna happen? Luckily, Xander's there. Yeah, and he resuscitates her. And you know what, Xander, being dopey and whatever, he does come in in a pinch a few times mm-hmm. to save everybody. He does. And he's kind of worthless. He gets the most but... shit too. <laughs> and it's like you know, there's a couple times this all wouldn't be right. here if it wasn't for him. He's does, but then he does some unfortunate things where he almost kills people too. Yeah, that's. <laughs> You know, shit happens. <laughs> but she comes back to life, and she fights the master on the roof and kills him, basically. we flirt- He comes back a few times in, like, dream sequences and stuff yeah. like that. He, yeah, he haunts her. And... This is the first time we see Buffy actually scared, because the prophecy says she's going to die, and she yeah. doesn't want to die. And- yeah, because nobody wants to die, right. and... You know, everything's came true so far mm-hmm. for her. And, and she's having all these nightmares about dying. Yeah. And, and then she ends up dying, but then she comes back, so. And we know what happens when a Slayer dies. The one comes well, to Well, we didn't explain place. that. We didn't actually explain that. Oh. So, yeah, when a Slayer dies, a new one rises, mm-hmm. and they are always 16. Mm-hmm. And that's of age. And around the world... It's taking place in certain areas that people give up their daughters the for pos- the greater cause. Potential cost. future slayers. Yeah. And so, and like, th- thousands of these girls like, throughout the world. Yeah, all these potential sl- slayers. And then once they pass 16, there's no chance of them becoming slayer mm-hmm. after that. Like, they have to be 16. And backstory, like, the mole. Like, they always say that they have the mole. But it <laughs> is literally only referenced. In the movie and the first episode, and after that, mm-hmm. nobody fucking talks about the mole, and it always annoyed me. I'm like, yeah, you know, you I made this big fucking it. deal about this mole, and then nobody else explains it. But yeah, so that means now there's two slayers. Mm. We'll find out who the second slayer <gasps> is. I just remembered an episode in the future that I fucking love. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Yeah, so much. But um, we have some quotes from it. Well, from, first, do you have any, like, favorite moments, favorite characters, favorite monsters from this first season? Hmm. Because I kind of said my favorite and least favorite. I don't know. I don't know what my... 
I mean, I really like the master because he's always behind the scenes. And remember the little kid? I hate that little kid. He's so fucking creepy, <laughs> but I kind of like him. And I was so glad when they got rid of him, mm-hmm. though. Um, I don't like the master's face. He's got, like, cool up. Kool-Aid lips. He's always got this yeah, red it's always around his and lips. And his, his skin is so, like, gray. Yeah. And, like, and you see Angel, who is 240-some years old, and he doesn't look like that. Yeah. But then you think about it, the Master's probably thousands of years old, so he's probably not looking so good anymore. And he's been trapped underground or yeah. And remember when bubble. he comes out of the ground at first, he's just a little guy. <laughs> he's just a little guy. Like, he's just so tiny. And he's like, hey! <laughs> but um i mean i always kind of like the main ones i don't know which one would be my favorite i probably really probably really like the whole i know it's super cheesy but the teacher's pet <laughs> just because it's like Ugh. It's, yeah it's so random and weird and like that early in the series to do something that crazy yeah and I mean, I'm slightly off-put by praying mantises. <laughs> <laughs> They're creepy. They're super yeah. creepy. But the thing is, is I remember, like, wanting to hold one, and then one was on my foot, and I flipped out. Like, I... Yeah. I... And the fact that they do kill their mate afterwards, it's like, whoa! Yeah. Cold-hearted cr- bitch. Yeah, a little crazy, huh? <laughs> but, I mean, it's for the greater good. They have babies, and... Mm-hmm. um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can say I have a favorite other than the master. I just, I don't know. Yeah. And out of. I, I really like the mayor. Yeah, he's not I totally really good, like the whole mayor. He's probably the best, like, the villain. season arc villain. Yeah, he's probably best because he's so, like, nice. And he's a germaphobe. Super germaphobe. <laughs> it's like, ooh, no. But yeah. and none of the like, they're not super memorable. Honestly, even, like none the of the characters time. really stand apart this season. They're all no. kind of like just getting to come out of their shell a little bit, and, and don't. Really... You know, I do kind of love thinking about it. Like the one where I wrote about you, Jane thing. I kind of do love that because Willow gets. I mean, Willow gets put in danger a lot, but, mm-hmm. like, this is where Willow, like, she finally kind of lets her guard down, because she's very guarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lets her guard down, and it turns out it's a fucking demon. Yeah. <laughs> and he be- they put him in, like, a robot body, and it's kinda yeah. co- it's a really cool-looking character, too, once he comes out of the computer. Yeah. All right. I copied some of my favorite quotes throughout the just the first season. Um. And I think they kind of let you know a lot about these characters through these little lines. Yeah. And the first one is Giles. This is Giles. Would Why would someone want to harm Cordelia? And then Willow says, maybe because they met her. And then she's all like, <laughs> did, did I, I say that? that? <laughs> like, because Willow's super like innocent and like, she really honestly doesn't want to hurt anybody. No. And she doesn't want to like offend anybody. She's just very neutral. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like Kayla. She's my neutral. She, <laughs> she keeps me more leveled. And then uh, another one, it's Willow says, Buffy has a really important date. And Buffy's like, Owen! <laughs> Giles, uh, Giles says, all right, I'll just jump in 
jump in my time machine, go back to the 12th century, and ask the vampires to postpone their ancient prophecy for a few days while you take take in a dinner and a show. Buffy says, okay, at this point, you're abusing sarcasm. <laughs> but, I mean, he has some really good sarcastic he lines. He does. And having, and having that English, you know, disposition and just the way that, you know, he says it, like, it's just like... <laughs> and at first, he's, like, all prim and proper, but the more times he spends with these kids, the more, like, sarcastic and funny he becomes. Yeah. Uh, this next quote starts, Giles. Xander's taken to teasing the less fortunate Buffy, uh-huh, Giles, and there's been a noticeable change in both clothing and demeanor. Buffy, yes. yes. <laughs> Giles. And, well, otherwise, all his spare time is spent lounging about with imbeciles? Imbeciles. <laughs> Buffy. It's bad, isn't it, Giles? It's devastating. <laughs> yes, he's turned into a 16-year-old boy. Of course, you'll have to kill him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the hyena one episode. There is a a line from that episode I like. Yeah, I mean, because it is, like, everything that they're doing is... just being asshole teenagers. Yeah. At first, then they start eating people. Yeah, and then Xander has to live with the fact that he helped eat a human. (laughs) Well, no, he didn't help eat the human. He wasn't there, but he was, like, trying to date rape Buffy at some point or something. Yeah, and, well, he did help eat the pig, though. He did. But he didn't help eat the principal. And then another quote is Jenny Callender. You kids really dig the library, don't you? Buffy says, we're literary. Xander says, to read makes our speaking English good. Because <laughs> he is stupid. Yeah, that tells but, you a lot about Xander in that quote. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just, I love every, pretty much every time Buffy kills somebody, she has her, funny line. her quick whip, her, her little, her little saying, <laughs> like, and I just love when she gets like, nobody gets to hear these. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they never laugh because it's always like right before they die. They die. <laughs> I think there's a couple over time that are kind of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not very often, but as a whole, Buffy first season you have to love it just because it opens up this whole new world like it's taking every single horror movie that you've ever saw and just kind of combining it into a tv series and anybody that likes horror you go okay okay let's just let's just keep watching you know always the first seasons tend to be a little bit of a struggle and it's only 12 episodes so it doesn't take that long to get through and once you get through it the second season's a hundred times better. Yeah, the second season's amazing. <laughs> amazing. But you have to take the time to establish these characters. Yeah, and kind of and set up this whole world. You can't do what I did to Andrew and start him on Angel and then go, well, you gotta watch Buffy so you understand. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't have Buffy, but... Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, here's this new character. I'm like, is but who is then, he? <laughs> but remember, then we got... um. Netflix, and I think didn't That's we watch? That's when we watched Buffy. Yeah, and we had to do it despite this. Yes, because that was we did two discs at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that. Thank and you, Netflix. Through they finally put it on streaming. So I like, know. Yes. Yeah. These DVDs. And then you bought me the series, mm-hmm. but we'd already watched it at that point. But yeah, I, I but just. But it's not on there anymore, so it's a good thing not, I did. I know. I know. 
You you did you were watching it on there. Yeah, and they took it off when I was through like the second season. So I was like, God damn it! Oh wait, I have the DVD. <laughs> we own the whole entire series. But anybody that's into um, horror and drama, and there is some comedy in there. It's not a ton of comedy, but there's always funny moments. There there is, and it's usually to it's deal. Lighthearted and yeah, not. it's not all serious. Then it's not like a serious sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good time. And if you like how Joss Whedon does his characters, because he does so well with He's telling an stories. an amazing writer. He writes dialogue And I know so he well. has help, and we can't give him all the credit. Because <laughs> he doesn't write every episode. He doesn't write every episode. But the thing is, is he makes sure that it goes the way that he yeah. wants. So you have to give him credit. He's he, executive producer throughout the whole series. Exactly. And, I mean, he created everything. Mm-hmm. He made the movie and... Set up this whole world. He set up this whole world that has made a ton of people fall in love with him. <laughs> and see, I fell in love with Joss Whedon with Buffy and didn't even realize it. And then you fell in with jo- fell in love with Joss Whedon with Firefly. Yeah. And you introduced me to Firefly. Exactly. So we kind of had this give and take. With Mine Joss- was only one season one, with one. like thirteen episodes. You know what? We're gonna go back. If you've listened to the Peep Show. We're going to go back to Fox likes to fuck shit up. <laughs> That's true. Fuck Fox. Sorry, but fuck them. But on to beer and chocolate. Throughout this uh, delightful episode, I've been drinking Founders Rubeus Pure Raspberry Ale. And their little quote says, Not only boring summer wheat beer or lemonade shandies, Rubeus Rubeus is Founders' way to celebrate the season's warmest months, optimizing the flavor of fresh raspberries added to multiple stages during fermentation. This stunning berry red masterpiece is the perfect balance of sweet and tart. No question about it, with hefty malt bill and 57% ABV, this beer is 100% Founders. Also, there's 15 IBUs. Okay, and me who's not a beer drinker, or an alcohol drinker, just because my stomach can't handle it, um, it smells super fruity, mm-hmm. and she's tasting it. It really doesn't have much of a beer aftertaste. Cause remember that one day you're like, "Oh, you might like this." I wanted to <laughs> vomit. Like I will taste alcohol, but I won't take like, it too big right. of a sip because honestly, the moment it hits my stomach, my stomach just like contracts. There's and a difference it hurts. between tasting and drinking. Yeah, but that like it kind of just tastes like juice. It really does. Like it's not raspberry. much. So if you're not much of a beer drinker and you kind of want to like get into beer, I would say get into this because it's more fruity than beer. Um, I'm trying to think raspberry like uh, Welch's bubbly. If they had like a raspberry flavor, I think it would taste like this. Yeah, it's um, yeah. The bottle is. It's brown. It's nothing special. Yeah, it's just the got label kind of leaves and root. Uh, it has raspberries. raspberries on it, and it's rubeus. 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 I don't know exactly how to say it. It looks German. And I didn't take German. Um, yeah, the bottle's nothing special. So it's not like it's going to 100% catch your eye. It's not going to no. be like, oh my God. But if you don't really like beer, but you kind of want to start getting into it, I would say get into this because this is a nice introduction. Mm-hmm. It's not heavy on the beer. It tastes kind of more like juice. Um. I back in my day when I did drink, I probably slam 
six of them. Yeah, a six pack of this on a nice hot summer day would be amazing. Yeah, and oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with this one because it's red, like blood, blood for vampires. Um, according to Beer Advocate, it has an 87. Rate Beer gave it an 87 overall, but a 96 in the style. So if you like this style of beer, this is like almost top tier. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I mean, if I had to rate it, I would, since I, I mean, one of my favorite beers used to be Kugel Summer Shandy. Yeah. Um, and that was more of a beer flavor. It does. Because I, I used to drink beer. Good balance in those um, too. But I would honestly, I'd probably give this like a 4.5 on my scale just because I, I think if you, if you want a beer, don't drink this. Okay. <laughs> like drink this if you want to have a fucking smashing summer day yeah. and end up going inside and, and going, can... <laughs> I'm wasted. Yeah. You could easily get drunk on these because oh, it just tastes like you're drinking juice. Yeah. This is something you're going to get fucked up on and not realize it. <laughs> It's that time when I made the witch's brew, which oh, it was like jungle juice or hairy buffalo, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And it tasted like fruit punch. Like you did not taste that alcohol. And I got so many people blackout drunk and sick. <laughs> That's kind of what this beer is going to do to you. You're going to keep drinking it and be like, yeah, I don't feel shit, man. This is great. And yeah, nope. You're going to get totally screwed up on that. Yeah. I'm giving it a four out of five. I, it's, a great fruit beer, but it's not a like as far as beers go, it's not if like, you want beer uh, flavor, uh, right. if you want to taste beer, this is not for you, but I think it's great in this style it's in this style, it's probably almost perfect, and the thing is is you actually taste a raspberry, yeah, which is tastes- really hard in beers because beer is so overpowering mm-hmm. it that's it's why because they add the beer the raspberries multiple times during fermentation to get yeah. that flavor in there and i good job founders, good mm-hmm. job. Uh, I didn't mention, uh, overall on untapped, it's a 3.74 with over 114,000 ratings. I mean, that's a good average for how many Yeah. Ratings. Usually on untapped, they're about 3.5, so this is above that. Yeah. But I gave it a four. It's fruit and, fruity and tart and delicious. And you have some sort of chocolate in front of you. I do. Okay. So if you listen to our other light episode, Allison and I had Sweet So Geek stuff. And I have another one. It's called Anatomically Yours. (laughs) It's a heart. And it's kind of perfect because to kill a vampire, you have to stake Stake them through the heart. Um, What this is, is dark chocolate filled with pomegranate, pomegranate essence. I don't know what pomegranate essence is, but... I like it. <laughs> um, and we didn't do this the last time, but they have like fun little sayings on the mm-hmm. back. Um, right out of my chest. I'm going to give you my heart because you're, you're a sky full of stars. Coldplay. <laughs> um, I will say Alice and I were super disappointed yeah. with the brains. I will honestly tell you this is way better. I did like this. Cause this you had one is actually one. like, the chocolate is not dried out, which was really hard because that brain was stupid dried mm-hmm. out. And the filling on these is, like, really, really good. Mm. Oh! Like, the chocolate's actually not dry. The pomegranate essence jam is really good. 
if you like pomegranate. If you don't like pomegranate, then you're probably not going to like it. But mm. if you don't like pomegranate, Allison, <laughs> you're kind of on my shit list. But we excuse Allison because mm-hmm. she doesn't like a lot of things. I mean, it's not the best dark chocolate I've ever had. No. But it's, compared to like that other stuff we had, it's yeah, really good. Because Andrew's already had this one because I bought him doubles. And he's had a few other. And I just had their plain milk chocolate the other day. And it's so disappointing. Yeah, you put peanut butter I, on it. I put peanut butter on it to struggle through it. Like, I love Sweet So Geek. The, it's more of a gimmick than actual. Yeah, I like it because of the fun stuff that they do, not because, of, um, not because of the chocolate. Chocolate or. But everybody says the ice cream is better, so I have to go back yeah. and get ice cream. But this one is actually really good. What would you say out of five? You would give this one. I would probably do a three and a three point seven five. Honestly, mm. I was gonna do a three and a half. A three point seven five is. Really good. The filling kind of saves it. It does. I do the like filling really saves the it. Pomegranate oh. jam or whatever it says. Yeah. And, I mean, I'd rather have DeBrands. Yeah. But this is a good filling. Like, DeBrands doesn't have a pomegranate filling, do they? They don't, but they have a raspberry one the that's raspberry fucking one amazing. <laughs> so or they have the peanut butter and jelly one. Yeah, that one's the best. That one's so good. So good. But, yeah, uh... And I love, I love anything to do with the body because of my career, but. Mm-hmm. And plus like the packaging and like the little fun mm-hmm. quotes on there. It's all, all as a package kind of ups the score just because mm-hmm. it's a unique thing. But if you're looking for the best chocolate in town, it is not at Sweet <laughs> Sorry guys. Nope. It's for the but price. But if you want something that's a great souvenir from Fort Wayne, it's a geeky and nerdy and you don't know what to give your geeky friend just Mm -hmm. go there right and they have so much stuff for sale and once again i almost said something for logan that i got for logan god i cannot wait till this saturday is open (laughs) over so i can give kayla and paul all their gifts and i can (laughs) about this amazing gift i got i think that's it for this one we'll be back in several months probably to do season two yep but I think we covered this one as well as we could, especially with you haven't watching you haven't watched it in uh, a long time. Yeah, I mean, I caught a couple episodes here and there, but for the most part, I remember most of it. But like details right. escape me. If you want to find us, we're on all those social networking sites. I know. Well, I mean, we can add that later. <laughs> I'll just make you know what Keith's here. I'll let him say it. Yeah, Keith, take us out. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkInGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking on the links on our website or by searching DrinkInGeekOut on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com or tweet us using the hashtag DrinkInGeekOut. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Follow us at confect underscore confess PC. That's C-O-N-F-E-C underscore C-O-N-F-E-S-P-C on Twitter and at Confection Confessions Podcast on Instagram. That's no S after confession. If you want to suggest a treat for us to try or have any lengthy comments or suggestions, email us at confectionconfessions.com 
podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and